morning, Breadgum. Once again, we welcome you to our online worship service. And today, we will continue with our series in the book of 1 Corinthians. Our text for today is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 to 21. Let us all read. Let a man regard us in this manner, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. In this case, moreover, it is required of stewards that one can be found trustworthy. But to me, it is a very small thing that I may be examined by you or any human court. In fact, I do not even examine myself. For I am conscious of nothing against myself, yet I am not by this acquitted. But the one who examines me is the Lord. Therefore, do not go on passing judgment before the time, but wait until the Lord comes who will both bring to light the things hidden in the darkness and disclose the motives of men's hearts. And then each man's praise will come to him from God. Verse 6, Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively applied to myself and Apollos for your sakes, so that in us you may learn not to exceed what is written, so that no one of you will become arrogant in behalf of one against the other. For who regards you as a superior? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Verse 8, you are already filled. You have become rich. You have become kings without us. And indeed, I wish that you had become kings so that we also might reign with you. For I think God has exhibited us apostles, last of all, as men condemned to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are prudent in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are without honor. To this present hour, we are both hungry and thirsty and are poorly clothed and are roughly treated and are homeless. And we toil, working with our own hands. When we are reviled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. When we are slandered, we try to conciliate. We have become as the scum of the world, the dregs of all things, even until now. Verse 14, I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers. For in Christ, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I exhort you, be imitators of me. For this reason, I have sent you Timothy, who is the beloved and faithful child in the Lord, and he will remind you of my ways which are in Christ, just as I teach everywhere in every church. Now some have become arrogant as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you soon, if the Lord wills, and I shall find out not the words of those who are arrogant, but their power. For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but in power. What do you desire? Shall I come to you with a rod, with love, or a spirit of gentleness? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you because today, tuturuan niyo po kami, Panginoon. Because today, Lord, you will let us see how the apostles live their lives and how we can imitate them as they imitate you. Thank you, Lord. Open our hearts, open our minds, Lord God, for the things that you want us to absorb, for the things that you want us to learn, Lord. And may your word continually 
transform our hearts and our minds for your glory alone. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So the title of this message is The Apostles' Example, How to Be True Servants of Christ. Alam niyo po, coming off from chapter 3, the Corinthian believers are controlled by secular standards. Andun pa rin yung kanilang pagan thinking, Greek thinking. When they speak about missionaries and pastors, they apply the secular norm. And the Corinthian culture boasts of wealth and status. So, mayayaman sila, mga matataas yung kanilang katungkulan. And Corinthian sages or philosophers or teachers claim to have true wealth, wisdom, power, and wisdom to rule. Kaya sa chapter 3, Paul rebuked the Corinthian church for their regard to him and Apollos. As to who is better, no? pinag-aaway nila si Apollos at si Paul. Ako, team Apollos. Ako, team Paul. They are making a competition amongst the apostle which causes division to the church. We have, uh, Pastor Adrian already discussed it uh, sa kanyang previous preaching. So, merong team Paul at merong team Apollos. And this is a continuation of Paul's teaching to the Corinthian church. Ano ba talaga yung apostles? How do we treat them? And how do we imitate them as they imitate Christ? So, let us first take a look on what does it mean to be an apostle. So, we have to differentiate a disciple and an apostle. A disciple comes from the word, the Greek word, mateites, which is a term used to all those who have believed in Jesus and followed Him as their Lord and Savior. This is a more general term for people who have a true relationship with Jesus and who are actually following Him. And the apostle, from the Greek word apostolos, is a term used to designate those who have been commissioned to be leaders of the church and to be Jesus' representative with His gospel message. So, imagine out of the many disciples, large group of His disciples, Jesus chose 12 to be sent out. Okay? Therefore, coming from the Greek word apostolo, which means to send someone away to achieve an objective or a purpose. While in the New Testament, actually, there are four usages of the word apostle. So, number one, we have mentioned a while ago, it refers to the twelve apostles who were eyewitnesses of Jesus. Sila yung unang sinend ng Panginoon to bring the gospel to all peoples. Sila yung nakakita when Jesus was resurrected, nagpakita sa kanilang Panginoon. Sila yung unang nakareceive, nakatanggap ng banal na spirito in, uh, in uh, the Pentecost. No? Yun yung una. Pangalawa, those who saw the risen Lord and were commissioned by Him for ministry. So, this is the sense of Apostle Paul's calling. He, hindi niya nakita talaga si Jesus Christ in the flesh like Peter or John. Pero, on the road to Damascus, Jesus revealed Himself to Paul and He called him as a special apostle to the Gentiles. Pangatlo, the term can have more general uh, use as a missionary. This was the case for Barnabas, Acts chapter 14, verse 4, and verse 14, Timothy and Silvanus, First uh, Thessalonians 1, verse 1, Andronicus and Hunya, Romans 16, verse 7. And then lastly, sometimes the, the word apostle is more broadly uh, described as messengers of the churches who were sent out to perform certain tasks. 
We will see that in 2 Corinthians 8.23. And this includes Epaphroditus who was sent out as a messenger to minister to Paul by the church at Philippi. So those were the usage of the, of the term apostle in the New Testament. But in our text, may distinct no, description kung ano ang mga apostles. And uh, let's go to verse 1. Ang sabi doon, let a man regard us in this manner. Paul was saying to the Corinthian church, this is how you should regard us. This is who we are as apostles of Jesus Christ. Let a man regard us in this manner. Number one, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. So number one, servants, which is also translated in Greek as hupairetes, and it means under rowers. So ito yung mga nagsasagwan sa ilalim ng napakalaking sheep. Nandun sila sa parte ng barko na kung saan pinakamabaho at pinakamahirap at hindi nakikita masyado ng mga tao yung kanilang ginagawa. One who does service under the direction of an authority. And this is the same as being a servant of Christ like the apostles because they are in the authority of Christ. And these apostles are unnoticed people doing the hard work, doing the manual labor, labor for the kingdom of God. And then second, stewards of the mysteries of God, oikonomos, to whom the head of the house entrusted the care or management of his house. Katiwala, sa kanya ipinagkatiwala, including finances, yung mga batas sa bahay, no? yung mga pag-supervise uh, sa mga servants, and even if the master has underage children, the stewards will also uh, monitor them. It, this means responsibility accountability, and delegated authority. Pero specific yung pagiging steward na binanggit dito ni Apostle Paul. Stewards of the mysteries of God. Now, the mysteries of God here is pertaining about the truth of God's plan of salvation centered on Jesus. No? Before it's a mystery, now it has been revealed because of Jesus Christ. And it is God's plan of salvation. Jesus went here on earth he died, he was crucified, he, he rose again. Now, pwede tayong magtanong, we are not all called to be apostles. We are not all missionaries. We are not preachers. No? We are not church leaders. So what is the implication of this to us? Una po, we all have pastors. We all have church leaders over us. And it is good to understand where they are coming from based on the Bible. Pangalawa, Yes, we may not be called to be church leaders, apostles, or pastors, but all of us Christians are Christ's servant. Especially, all of us are stewards of the gospel in one way or another. Uh, sabi sa 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Each of you, take note, as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. And then if we will read further sa ating text, ito yung dahilan. Kaya sabi ni Apostle Paul, I urge you, I exhort you in other translations, I encourage you, please imitate me. And so, what can we learn from the Apostle's example about being true servants and stewards of Christ? Number one po dito is the example of faithfulness. Faithfulness as seen in uh, verse 2, sabi dyan, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. 
In other translations, the one that we have read earlier, ang sabi doon, trustworthy. No? So, faithfulness is required. Hindi, hindi optional. Kailangan. It is expected. It is not an optional quality. Kung servant ka ni Lord, kung naglilingkod ka sa Panginoon, kung Kristiyano ka, this is a required quality. And to be faithful is to be reliable. Mapagkakatiwalaan ka. It is to be steadfast. No? Parang isang puno na binayunan ng binayunan ng bagyo pero hindi pa rin siya natitinag. Matibay, steadfast, unwavering. You are decided. You are not easily swayed. You are fixed. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. It is required because ministry is not a joke. Hindi po madali mag-minister, lalo na sa panahon nila Apostle Paul. Diba, wala pang sasakyan, uh, wala pang grab, wala pang kahit na anong means of transportation, camel, no? They walk barefoot, they go to places, they preach the gospel, Some, sometimes they are welcomed, sometimes they, they are beaten, and, you know, people are persecuting them, and it's hard. And even during these times, no? Mahirap po. Kaya napaka-importante ng isang lingkod ng Diyos ay tapat, ay hindi natitinag, steadfast, unwavering. And also, it is not easy to be a Christian nowadays. So when a person walks consistently with God in humble service to Him, he or she is called faithful. So we will look at two Bible characters. Marami pong Bible characters who we can use as an example of uh, the character of being faithful. Pero I've chosen two. And una po doon, Hanani and Hananiah in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. And when Nehemiah had to leave Jerusalem to return to Persia, he put Hanani and Hananiah in charge. So, meron siyang pinili ng mga tao na OIC. Sige, kayo muna dito. Aalis muna ako. Babalik muna ako sa Persia. Iiwanan ko ang trabaho ko sa inyo. And the reason why Nehemiah chose these people is not because of their looks, hindi dahil bogey sila or guwapo sila, not because of their build, not because of their abs or whatever physical appearance uh, they may have. Pero ang sabi sa Bible, sa Nehemiah chapter 7, verse 2, the reason for his choice is that they were more faithful and God-fearing than many. Because Nehemiah knows that he needed men of character whom he could trust. Kasi may opposition sa pag-build ng wall. Hindi nila binibuild yung wall na lahat ay umaagree. Merong mga nagtatangka na sirain. Merong mga nagtatangka na i-oppose ang pagtayo ng wall na ito. That's why men who would not take bribes No, yun yung mga pinili ni Himaya who were committed to the welfare of the people kapakanan ng mga tao ang iisipin at hindi kapakanan nila and who would uphold the integrity of the office just like the servants of the Lord in our service to God there will be times that we will be tempted to stop we will be bribed by the enemy ah you should take this opportunity eto na lang yung gawin mo mas maraming pera dyan <laughs> okay And we will be tempted na tignan kung ano yung dapat unahin, kung kapakanan ng mga tao o kapakanan natin. As Christians, we will be tempted. Ibabride din tayo ng kaaway. Will you pursue this? When you pursue this, you are compromising your faith. When you pursue this, you are um, 
compromising your dedication to the Lord. Next is Tychicus. Tychicus is called a dear brother by Paul and a faithful servant of the Lord in Ephesians 6 verse 21. And in Colossians 4 verse 7, Tychicus is a faithful minister and fellow servant. Nakasakasama ni Paul noong kanyang first Roman imprisonment. Siya yung pinagkakatiwalaan ni Paul na mag-deliver ng mga epistles, ng mga letters niya sa Ephesians Church and sa Colossian Church and to bring the news on, on what's happening with Apostle Paul. Aya nga, ang laging sabi ni, ni, ni Paul, Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. Encouragement is also mentioned as part of Tychicus's ministry in Ephesians 6 verse 22. So, kailangan ni Paul ng isang taong mapapagkatiwalaan sa pagdala nitong mga importanteng epistles na ipapahatid niya para mag-encourage, para magturo, para mag-rebuke sa mga simbahan. And so, we can see that faithfulness is very important. And ultimately, our faithfulness is judged not by human standard but by the Lord. Not by human opinion. Yes, sabi sa verse 3, But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself for I know of nothing against myself yet I am justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. Why is Paul saying this? Paul was saying this because they were being judged as teachers and as apostles. No, katulad ng sinabi ko kanina, may ibang uh, standard itong Corinthian people as to whom they should consider as teachers, as philosophical uh, sages, no? as someone who, who are learned. And medyo hindi swak doon sa description nila ng, ng isang teacher, isang kagalang-galang na teacher, si Apostle Paul at yung mga kasama niya. But the question is of faithfulness is, is about how they do their job in conformity with Christ's purpose. Yung question ng katapatan nila, ang katapatan din natin bilang mga kristyano, ay hindi yung sinasabi ng ibang tao at hindi yung measure ng mundo, kundi kung paano yung sinasabi sa atin ni Kristo. The question was not, were they eloquent? Magaling ba silang magsalita? Parang orator, communicator? Were they philosophical? Were they learned? Ito yung mga categories, criteria ni nilalagay ng Corinthian Church kila Apostle Paul. And Paul was saying, I don't, I don't care at all because the Lord is my judge. Paul does not care about other evaluations because no human verdict preempts the judgment of Christ. Para sa kanya, kahit anong sabihin ng mga tao, ang mahalaga ay nadideliver niya kung ano ang gustong uh, ipagawa sa kanya ng Panginoong Jesus. And um, sa verse 5, ang sabi doon, Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. So malinaw ito kay, kay Apostle Paul. Even though they are being judged, it doesn't matter. They were not bothered or rattled because they are secured na yung papuri, na yung appreciation, validation ay galing sa Panginoon who sees all hearts 
In Luke 16 verse 15, ang sabi doon, He said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. At the end of the day, God will reveal our hearts. God will expose what's really in our hearts. No? And uh, it doesn't matter what people may say. Ang sabi dito, God knows our hearts. And in Psalm 139, 23-24, ang sabi doon ng Psalm is, Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Alam niyo po mga kapatid, the challenge of faithfulness to the Lord this day is this. No? We are in a new normal. We are in a crisis. We, we are in a situation wherein our faith and our allegiance to God will be tested. Nandito po tayo sa sitwasyon na um, pwede pong maapektuhan ng mga nangyayari sa paligid natin ng ating katapatan sa Panginoon. Walang physical gathering, no? limited yung ating mga fellowships unlike before. But how are we nurturing our spiritual life? Are you still faithful in pursuing your growth as a Christian? Alam niyo po minsan, faithfulness is not what you do for God. No, It's more than what you do for Him. It's more than serving Him, ministering to Him, like doing the ministries in the church. It's more than that. But it's more of who you are in God, your relationship with Him, your prayer life, your Bible reading, your eagerness to meet kahit online. And God sees our hearts. And I pray that as He examines our hearts, He will see faithfulness. Second is the example of humility. We will see in verse 6 that Paul rebukes the pride of the Corinthian church. Sabi niya doon, Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively applied to myself and Apollos for your sakes, so that in us you may learn not to exceed what is written, so that no one of you will become arrogant in behalf of one against the other. Now what does it mean? Ano ibig sabihin ng not to exceed what is written? Alam niyo po, in the ancient antiquity, they have this saying na, you have to act not beyond what you have. Okay? You have to behave <laughs> not beyond your real status in life. And um, applying naman dito sa immediate context nito, it is based on Paul's earlier usage na we are not to rely on human wisdom or go beyond the scripture. Actually, their motive in competing Paul and Apollos was pride. Bakit nila kailangang pag-contesin si Paul at si Apollos kung sino ang magaling, kung kanino sila kakampi? Because gusto nila sila yung tama, sila yung may mas wisdom, sila yung mas matalino. No? So the motive of, of them um, causing this division in the church is, is actually pride. But do we have a reason to boast? Meron ba tayong kahit katiting na... Uh, dahilan, kat katiting na reason para tayo ay magyabang, para tayo magkaroon ng prideful hearts. And as we continue to read in verse 7, sabi doon, For who regards you as superior, 
What do you have that you did not receive? No? Sino nagsabi sa'yo na ikaw ang pinakamataas? Ano bang meron ka na hindi mo lang din tinanggap? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Eh kung tinanggap mo, bakit nagyayabang ka na parang hindi mo naman siya tinanggap at galing din lang ngayon sa'yo? And Paul goes on with his rhetorics, no? Sabi niya, you are already filled, you have already become rich. Ibig niya sabihin dito, oo na, kayo na yung uh, mayaman, kayo na yung puno, kayo na yung mga hari, sige, kayo na. Pero kung totoong hari kayo, <laughs> dapat kami rin nagahari. Paul was rebuking the prideful hearts of the Corinthian people. He was telling them that whatever you have, your wealth, your education, your wisdom, even your faith, it comes from the Lord. That's why you cannot boast of anything. And James chapter 1 verse 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Galing lang lahat sa Panginoon. Pwede mong sabihin, pinagtrabawuhan ko naman to, lakas ko naman to, ako naman yung gumawa nito, ako naman yung naghirap para dito. Yes, it's true. But the strength that you have, the ability, the wisdom, the creativity that you have for you to be able to accomplish that comes from the Lord. So you cannot boast of anything. Now, ngayon, tayo po, what are we boastful about? To whom do we completely de depend our lives? Mga kapatid, kung nakadepende ang buhay mo sa sarili mong kakayahan, sa iyong self-sufficiency, nakadepende ang buhay mo sa ibang tao rather than God, that is pride. And now, we are called to heed the Apostle's example of humility. Now, we will see how they showed humility amidst persecution and suffering. Basahin po natin sa verse 9. Sabi doon, For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like those condemned to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to human beings. Sabi ni Apostle Paul, While you Corinthians are boasting about your status in life, being elite, your wealth, your wisdom, ito kami. No? Para kaming mga kriminal. Para kaming mga, uh, mga sentenced to death na nasa loob ng arena. And we are shown as exhibits to people for their fun, for their enjoyment. We are like those who are condemned to die. And alam nyo po sa, sa time po nila, yung mga condemned to die, uh, their captives led to triumphal execution. They were put in a final show na normally ay reserved para sa most wretched, pinaka nakakatakot, pinaka um, matinding kriminal. At pinapanood ng mga tao how they will die. And that is the feeling of Apostle Paul. Sabi niya, we are fools for Christ, but you are wise in Christ. Continuing with this rhetorics, we are weak, but you are strong. You are honored, we are dishonored. No, To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags, we are brutally treated, we are homeless. 
we work hard with our own hands. And when we are cursed, ito po, sabi ni Apostle Paul, when we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. We have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world, right up to this moment. So, sa mga persecution, sa mga paghihirap na dinaranas nila bilang mga alagad ni Jesus, bilang mga servants, mga apostol ng Panginoong Jesus, they are responding in humility, not in rage, not in anger. They do not fight fire with fire. Sabi doon, when they are cursed, pag sinabihan sila ng mga minumura sila, binibless nila yung mga tao. Ngayon ba sa social media, sa mga comment section, heated comments, arguments about politics, religion, or any other things, makakakita ba tayo ng mga kristyano na sumasagot din ng mura kapag minura sila? When we are persecuted, sabi ni Apostle Paul, we endure it. Tinitiis namin hanggat kaya namin. Hindi kami pumapatol. When we are slandered, pag sinasabihan kami ng mga uh, mapanirang mga salita, sumasagot kami ng may kabaitan at kabutihan. We answer kindly. That is humility. That is meekness, not weakness. How about us? Do we respond in humility to our persecutors? Alam niyo po, the Christian life is a lifestyle of worship. Sabi sa Romans 12 verse 14 onwards, Bless those who persecute you. Hindi lang to para sa mga apostles or sa pastors or sa missionaries. No? This is for us Christians. This is how we should behave as Christians. Sabi doon ni Paul, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. And if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Sometimes nakikipag-away tayo, not because meron talaga tayong pinaglalaban, but because pinaglalaban lang natin yung ego at saka yung pride natin. Is it worth it? To associate yourselves dun sa term na you are quarrelsome, even if you are a Christian. Ang sabi ng Bible, as much as possible, live peaceably. Do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil by doing good. So, that is how we should respond in suffering and in persecution. Following the example of the apostles, we respond with humility. And last, the example of love. Sa verses 14 to 21, we can see there na Paul addressed the Corinthian church in the context of relationship. Oo, nagalit siya, um, nanaway siya, he rebuked them with strong words, pero in the latter part, 
bumalik siya dun sa bakit niya yung ginagawa. He reminded them of who He is to them. And that is, He is their Father in faith. Sabi sa verse 14, I am writing this not to shame you. Hindi ko sinasabi to para ipahiya kayo. Pero but to warn you as my dear children, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. So sabi ni, sabi ni Apostle, Apostle Paul, hindi ko kayo sinasaway, hindi ko kayo sinasabihan dahil gusto ko kayong ipahiya o gusto kong ipakita na ako yung magaling. Okay? I am doing this because I am concerned. Because we have a relationship. I am your father in faith. Sabi ni Paul, mahal ko kayo. Kaya ko kayo sinasaway. Kaya ko sinasabi sa inyo na mali ang ginagawa ninyo. Na hindi yan naka-align sa gospel. And he also teaches them to follow his example. Kaya sabi niya sa verse 16, Therefore I urge you to imitate me. For this reason I have sent to you my, my son Timothy whom I love, who is also faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. Now we can see how Paul was being intentional. Hindi lang siya sumulat. Hindi pa siya makapunta. Kaya magpapadal siya ng tao na mag-redemind sa kanila, this is how you live your lives as Christians. And Paul sending Timothy is an act of his love for this church. And then, He disciplines them. Alam nyo po, ito yung mahirap na way ng pagmamahal, yung pagdidisiplina, because they call this the tough love. Sometimes you don't want to do it, but sometimes you have to do it, even if the person will be hurt, kahit na masasaktan siya, kasi mahal mo siya, kasi may kailangang itama, kasi may kailangang iayos. Ayan sabi ni Paul, yung iba sa inyo, mayabang, kasi akala nyo, hindi na ako pupunta dyan. But I will come to you very soon, sabi sa verse 19. If the Lord is willing, And then I will find out now, not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a rod of discipline, or shall I come in love and with a gentle spirit? Alam nyo po, katulad ng sinabi ko kanina, the Corinthian people are eloquent. No? the sages are eloquent, magaling silang magsalita matalino sila uh, matataas yung kanilang estado sa buhay pero ang sabi ni Apostle Paul alam nyo, hindi yan yung kaharian ng Diyos, ang kaharian ng Diyos ay hindi patungkol sa kung ano yung meron kayo ano yung yaman na meron kayo ano yung katalinuan o kagalingan na meron kayo but the kingdom of God is about the demonstration of God's power gusto sabihin ni Paul na kaya ko to sinasabi sa inyo para matutunan ninyo, para maintindihan ninyo na mali yung inyong way of thinking. Na nahihiwalay na kayo sa gospel. Nahihiwalay na kayo sa Christian way, which is the way of love. Going back to Romans chapter 12, ang sabi doon sa verse 9, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, 
continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. The Christian life is more than professing that you are one. It is more than just talking to people that I am a Christian. It is more than just posting Bible verses and letting people know na alam mo yung mga Bible verse na yan and therefore you are a Christian. It's more than just wearing a uh, statement shirt na Christian ka. It's more than that. Serving Christ also is more than saying it. Kaya ang sabi, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk. What is power? No? San galing tong kapangyarihan na to? Alam niyo po, yung, alam niyo po yung kaharian ng Diyos ay pagahari niya sa buhay natin. At ito yung kapangyarihan din niya sa buhay natin, more than a place, more than a spiritual realm. And with the arrival of Jesus, Jesus coming here on earth, God's rule in heaven is breaking into human history and will extend to earth in new and powerful ways. Sabi sa 1 Corinthians 2:4-5, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Sa 1 Thessalonians 1:5, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit. And with full conviction, you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. So Paul here is concluding na, oo, hindi kami ganun kagaling magsalita. Hindi kami katulad nila na communicators. Hindi kami ganun kagaling in philosophy. No? Hindi kami katulad nila. Because we are walking in another dimension. We are walking in the power of God that is more than talk, that is more than what meets the eye, that is more than physical appearance, that is more than status in life. And itong kapangyarihan nito is personified in Jesus Christ. Faithfulness, humility, and love were all perfectly exemplified in Jesus Christ. And alam nyo po mga kapatid, it is impossible to be faithful, it is impossible to be humble, it is impossible to love without us being connected to Jesus Christ. We can be faithful kasi una muna siyang naging tapat. We can be humble kasi ipinakita niya din yung pagiging humble niya, even to the point of death. His obedience to the cross is the greatest manifestation of God's humbleness and humility. And of course, His love for us. Even we were still sinners, God demonstrated His love by dying for us. And in the words of Apostle Paul, he said, imitate me. In other verses, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Kaya lang natin yon if we are connected to Jesus Christ. And Paul, Apollos, and all the other apostles, so let us follow the examples of the apostles and ultimately, let us follow the example, the perfect example of Jesus Christ. God bless you.